So, um, you know how last episode uh, we talked about um, how if we were to join what a branch of the military, what one we would we join? Mm-hmm. Well, so I said the, I think I, I said the Navy or the Air Force, but this bitch just got an opportunity to join the National Guard. LOL, holy fuck. What are the chances yeah. of this? <laughs> I know, for real. The, the fucking job that I applied for at Camp Grayling, you know, the one that I had the in-person mm-hmm. interview, they... Called me back and offered me the job. So I was like, Ooh, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Oh, I don't know. Because, like, it's a it's a GIS job, so it's, like, a marketable skill to have mm-hmm. and to, like, get more experience in. But at the same time, I don't want to work on a fucking military training base. <laughs> and I don't I just feel like I don't want a career in GIS. Like, I don't mind doing GIS stuff, but that's not the path I want to go down. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's totally fair to turn down the job if it's really something you don't want to do. But I'm... So, I also think that, like, it's an opportunity to get in with the state of Michigan. So, I'm like, well, maybe if I take this job and do it for, like, a year, I'll have more chance on, like you know, transferring to a job that I might like better just because I would be an internal candidate or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm also nervous that, like, if I turn this job down, like, I don't know when my next offer is going to be. So I'm like, well, fuck, if I don't, if I turn this down and then what if I don't get a job till, like, August or something, you know? So Mm -hmm. then I'm kind of worried about that, too. But definitely understand that, Uh, not wanting to to wait and see what else, what else comes up. Yeah, yeah. The first first place that offers me a job, I'm gonna be hopping right on that. So don't <laughs> yeah. worry. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also being very selective of where I apply to at this point. Yeah, which maybe also is why I'm not getting very many callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I know. It's literally like the jobs that I want. Those are the ones that I'm not getting calls back from. And then the ones that I'm applying for just because I'm desperate, those are the ones I'm hearing from. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ugh, this is so annoying. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, don't know what to do about that shit. But luckily, the guy that is, like, making their hiring decisions, I was like, well, how soon do you need to know by? And he's like, well, I'm actually taking the entire uh, next week off. And so, um, you don't have to make a decision until I'm back. And I was like, oh, good. So I have a week. So that's good. Luckily, I can just, yeah, have some time to think about it. <sighs> Anyways. I'd like to tell you all about a sad dream. It's the dream of the brokenhearted. This one was a little misleading. This, uh, this one a we're going to talk about. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I was so disappointed. I know. Uh, before we get into it, I think the link that I sent you, the sound and video was off. And yep. did you try to find a different one? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I was like, I really hope you didn't watch the whole thing like that. No, no. I started to watch like the first like minute of it. I was like, I can't fucking see yeah. this. Like, is there another one? So uh-huh. I found one. It was, it was the one with like Spanish, Spanish subtitles. subtitles. Yeah, I watched that one <laughs> yeah. too. Okay. I just I wanted 
make sure that you didn't suffer through that whole thing. Oh my god. Yeah, as if it wasn't already bad enough to watch <laughs> the know. off lips oh. with the sound would have been... Oh. Oh. Yeah. Alright, so I'm Jessie. And I'm Erin, and we're the Cage Queens. Erin, <sighs> tell them the tragic film that we are discussing today. Um, so... We watched uh, Industrial Symphony Number no. 1, The Dream of the Brokenhearted, uh, which came out in 1990, which um, is also a David Lynch work, which is very important. As you'll see, we were um, misled in this one. We thought that <laughs> yeah. that uh, Nick Cage and Laura Dern were actually going to be in this <laughs> at all, and uh, they were in about the first minute they're only in it for the first like little bit which is the initial breakup which is just a phone call essentially and that's it i guess i'm saying goodbye is what i'm doing you saying you don't love me anymore that's their only part in this entire thing and then we had to watch what 45 minutes of hmm Something of interesting yeah. to be kind. That's how I, I, in the last like couple months, I've been trying to find kinder words to describe people in public <laughs> that aren't totally um, direct as to what I'm saying. You know, like interesting yeah. is always a very broad one that you can use. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, did we did we clarify? So their characters that they're playing obviously are their characters from Wild at Heart because that's the only. Um, film that we've seen the two of them in together, well, I that's, guess, that's, thus far. I mean, they're not, it's not explicitly those characters, but that's... It's pretty, it's it's, it's yeah. kind of hinting at it, because they got the same accents, you know, he calls her sugar, like he does all in the, the yeah. film. So, that yeah, they don't explicitly say, but, you know, considering that this is a David Lynch production, and so Coming is Wild at Heart, like... Of- uh, yes. Wild at heart, and this might even be cut footage from the movie for all we yeah, know. Yeah, since yeah, since we knew it was like even longer than what we watched. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it was yeah. We saw them for about a minute, and then the whole thing that we saw afterwards, we're supposed to kind of depict the heartbreak that Laura Dern's character felt kind of in this dream land setting yeah it's like uh her emotions are played out in front of us uh and and it's really twisted and uh interesting (laughs) (laughs) there's that that buzzword again it's just like i don't know how to describe this no, um, it was it was really weird. So the primary thing was like it was a woman in a white gown and she was singing and in the background there's just kind of like this chaotic setting of random ass shit going down. So like the first scene we see is this woman in a white dress singing and then some guy is just like falling from the sky very slowly Mm -hmm. and then there's this other woman in the background like 
getting all sexual with a car with her titties out. Like, it was fucking <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it. It's like an epileptic nightmare. <laughs> was like... I literally wrote, don't watch if you have epilepsy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely not one to watch if you have epilepsy. Um, yeah, there's a lot of acrobatics going on in this mm-hmm. industrial setting. And... Uh, I wasn't really quite sure what was going on, but throughout, um, you see different characters kind of come in, and so, like, the mm-hmm. the woman in the white gown is supposed to be, uh, Laura Dern's dream self, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. And then, that's where, like, most of the feelings come from, is the song, um, kind of tells the story, and... In the background, there are the other actors that are kind of acting out more of the emotional side of it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. The darker sides. Uh, because the music is all pretty light and poppy, almost. Uh, or yeah. very, It's very soft and sing-songy. So the, the actress that's doing all the singing, she is actually in um, some of David Lynch's other stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Primarily Twin Peaks. She is, like, the, a singer in a bar setting or something like that. But mm. a lot of the music is also very similar, if not also used directly in Twin Peaks. Oh. Okay, yeah, because I read something about how some of the songs came off of her, like, I think she had an album or something. Mm-hmm. And so she was singing some of those songs that were from her album. And so maybe they use the same from Twin Peaks. But I mean, I thought she had a very, she had a very nice voice. Like it was very like soothing and calm. And I was like, wow, she, she sounds very nice. But I couldn't really, I wasn't really listening to her because like I normally read through subtitles and I'm like, "Eh, they're in Spanish. I don't read (laughs) Spanish. I don't, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Her music in Twin Peaks is um, more eerie sounding. Uh, So... Mm. One of the, I think it was the last song that she sang, there was this kind of, that that dong-dong noise in the background. Yeah. <laughs> That's That tune um, is in, like, the whole intro for Twin Peaks and is used a wow. lot in, in Twin Peaks. And they put her music, like, over that, I think. And uh, it's, yeah just sounds really eerie and then it's all set up in the um pacific northwestern you know forest kind of creepy like middle of nowhere town kind of setting i I don't even know i've never even watched i've heard the name twin peaks before and i know that it's like it's like a tv series right yeah there's there's a i don't know anything about it i think it's two seasons of a tv series and then they did a movie sequel Mm. and there might be there might have been like something that they released before the tv show or like a conceptual thing they released before the tv show but um continuing on with the twin peaks that little short guy that we see um yeah about halfway through when the (laughs) we see sawing something for like two whole minutes three minutes i don't know how long that was he was sawing for such a long time up there he's also uh, in Twin Peaks, and he plays this, like, little, uh, short guy, uh, in, like, this checkered room, and he speaks, like, 
backwards or something like that, and it's really far. I, the first time I saw it, I was way too high, and it really oh. is just like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? So, yeah. the is going to. Um, yeah, and then I think we later see, so the, I don't know what the proper term for, like, a little person is. In, so, yeah, I don't know. It all depends. <laughs> like, I suppose, I'm not going to try to Should get. just call him up? I was, I was just going to call him the little man. All right. Yeah, I think they called him, like, the little, the little man from A World Unknown was, like, yeah, his official. I think that's the, the way that he's described in a lot of stuff is just the little man um we could also just call him by his name what's his name might oh, yeah. bypass all of the uh yeah <laughs> political here. correctness yeah uh-huh michael j anderson yep known for his role as the small dancing man from another place <laughs> on twin peaks yep huh okay um yeah so we also see him kind of like towards the middle of this symphony um literally reread the same script that mm. laura dern and nick cage read in the beginning and he played both laura dern and nick cage's voice so you could kind of see him use his regular voice and then like a higher pitched voice to try to <laughs> sound like a a woman i guess i'm saying goodbye is what i'm doing goodbye she sobbed. Does that mean you don't love me anymore? And it was just like, mm-hmm. but I mean, I guess, uh, yeah. Um, my favorite part, though, was like, I don't know what led to this, but some part during the middle of the film, the devil was spawned. Yeah, so like she fell from the sky, right? So she falls from the mm-hmm. sky and there's like screeching and like, all of a sudden, there's these guys, and I think they were just stagehands, because they were all in black, and usually stagehands yeah. are all in black, but I couldn't tell if it was part of the show or part of it, they were stagehands, and they're, like, whacking, it looks like they're whacking this, like, red thing on a gurney, and uh, it pops up, and it's this giant satanic goat monster thing, but it's, like, all red and fleshy looking like as if mm-hmm. all the skin was taken off and it's clearly like a person in, in costume on stilts and yes. like I'm sure they can't see anything and can't move very well oh, and yeah. they're just kind of like popping around like yeah. <laughs> for I, I don't know. know how long and the little dudes in front just <laughs> waving a big light <laughs> at it yeah I know. I was like, when I saw that character, I was like, yes, finally a character that I can relate to and understand. (laughs) Now we're getting somewhere. (laughs) But then I don't know what happens to the fucker. It like goes away pretty quickly. Yeah, I was really actually quite impressed with how quickly it just kind of vanished off stage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so they do they do embody a dream pretty well because, I mean, it's, like, very just uh, random and nothing makes sense and it's just, like, yeah, you just don't get it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of what a, what the makeup of a dream is, but... Yeah, and yeah, then... Yeah, hard to follow as an audience member. <laughs> yeah, uh, and after the devil thing disappears... 
we see like a body be put in like being put into the trunk of that car. Yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> and then the little dude reads the the transcript of the phone call and after that mm-hmm. the the woman from the beginning that fell and we assume died, she emerges from the trunk and is singing another song. And there's like a TV screen yeah. on her and she's got like backup singers and dancers. And uh, then like after that song, there's another like wild epileptic nightmare that ensues and it gets yeah. like all super dark and there's like planes shooting missiles. I think it was supposed to be what was happening like war yeah. i guess was yeah. was happening there was just like a ton of rage and like violence and then babies start fall oh, like yeah. not falling but being like slowly suspended, suspended like, from the ceiling yep. and then they're just kind of like yep. hanging there and going up and down and i was just like yeah. what the fuck it is very strange yeah yeah it was literally raining babies and yeah <laughs> there was airplanes yeah shooting missiles no no apaches helicopters but <laughs> some kind of other type of airplane <laughs> um and then yeah i think it pretty much just ends with the woman in the white dress um singing a song and yeah, yeah this whole time she's singing she's kind of just suspended in the air like a Mary Poppins looking bitch like just kind of <laughs> floating in the sky just kind of being all graceful about it. Mhm. Yep. Woo, yeah. That one was a uh, I was really hoping that we were going to see Nick Cage like getting all down and dirty being weird with his body language and mm-hmm. moves and you know maybe seeing some more of his kung karate karate <laughs> Those kicks, kicks that he likes to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did you see that in the last movie that he did? Like, after he had a fight with Billy, you know, when he, he was like, I don't want you to go into combat. She was like, I do what I want. And he was walking away. Yeah, and then he, he did that high care. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally his go-to when he's angry or he's trying to express himself. He just kicks things. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping to see that. But <sighs> alas, yeah, it was very misleading to say that Laura Dern and Nick Cage were the top bill yep. in this because bullshit. what the fuck? Yeah. Such bullshit. I'm pissed about it. Yeah. Well, hopefully anybody that listens to this listens to it before they watch it. <laughs> yeah. So, so they know not to watch it. I know. I was I was like looking through the comments because at first when I watched that version that you sent me, I was like, is this just my internet being shitty? Because mm-hmm. I have pretty shitty internet. And so I was like looking at the comments. To see if, like, they said something about, you know, it being off. But then people were, like, commenting, like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad that somebody, like, uploaded to the YouTube. I love this piece. Like, thank you for doing this. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I guess I just don't have that level of appreciation in me for that. I, I can appreciate art, and I'm sure this is... It's it's art. It's definitely yes. a type of art. It's not something that I understand or really get. That's yes. And like the thing is, I wonder how much people paid like to see that show. Because I feel like they paid a mm. lot of money to see that. Probably. And I don't think that I I would pay <laughs> to see that. 
Um, I mean, if it was a free thing on, like, a Saturday night and I had nothing else to do, I guess if I can bring in, like, you know, a little fifth or something to keep me going. But, like, (laughs) yeah, I'm sure it's a very, like, I don't know, just a specific type of artistic um, appeal for certain people that definitely it's not for us <laughs> definitely um but i was wondering if you had to star in um a play or you know theater production type thing what would it be well if i had to star in one yeah you have to star <laughs> you have to be <laughs> the main <laughs> thing oh god the problem here, the biggest problem is, I'm not super familiar <laughs> with with many productions of the stage. Um, I'm not either. I know, like, the basic ones, like, Cats. And, like, uh, I've never. Uh, like, Willy Wonka and, like, The Oz and, like, um, I mean, didn't you had that, uh, remember when you had that thing where you got to go see, like, four plays? Or was that an orchestra thing? Fuck. Dude, I don't remember. <laughs> really don't. Do not. Uh, I, oh, oh I went to a lot of symphonies when we when I uh, lived in Michigan. Not, maybe that's what it was. I, yeah, not, not plays. I'll tell you mine, and maybe that might spark yeah. <laughs> your yes, answer. Yes, please. Um, mine would be the Nutcracker. Okay. Because I want to be... The sugar plum fairy so bad. <laughs> oh okay. god, it's just or or one of the rats. I mean, that <laughs> would be a cool role too. <laughs> I don't think you could get a bad role in the Nutcracker, so that'd be my go-to. But yeah, that's like that's the only play I've ever seen live. So maybe that's why I, I knew that would be my answer. Because I'm like, yep, this shit's pretty cool, but. So I still don't know. And the only thing I think I've seen live is Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yeah. Would you... So you would be the Phantom? (laughs) (laughs) I want to be the guy that dies by hanging, like, partway through. I love that for you. (laughs) Uh, No, because he's a piece of shit. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know which one I would be. I just tried to... I, yeah, I tried to look up some other ones. A Midsummer Night's Dream, um, Romeo and Juliet, Matilda. Oh, what about Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> oh, I would do that. Yes, that I yep. would do. That I've considered yes. doing. Yeah, that, that would, would be do. fucking fun. That would be awesome. Have you ever... Oh, yeah, you have been to a real one. Oh, I've before, been to right? several. I've been to, yeah. Really? I've been to, I go to. Oh, so well, jealous. I haven't been in a long time because I moved. And also. Yeah, I don't think they have many of those in Nebraska. <laughs> Maybe in the big cities in Lincoln or Omaha, but. Yeah. Not out here. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. But. Yeah, my. The only line that I knew. Um, you know, and as an audience member, when I was just, you know, watching the film, because I've never actually been to a live show, which I really want to do, but my favorite line is just yelling slut, because <laughs> uh, it's just such a good one. Uh, it's, it's very, um, 
cathartic to scream at the screen, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It is. It is. <sighs> yeah, one of my favorite things to do, especially around Halloween. It's great. Uh, yes, definitely. I can't do it no more. I gotta go. So the next one, Zandali. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna say this right, but Thyres. Okay, I wonder. <laughs> I... Well, I'm wondering if that's a weird way to say Terry or theory. It might be theory. theory? Terry. Yeah, I'm gonna. Is there a trailer that we could watch? Let's see. Yeah, because this is all. I want to get this rough. right. I know. It's <laughs> already <laughs> fucked it up. It's okay. Ooh, Judge Reinhold is in this. So Ooh. he was in Fast Times. That's right. Mm-hmm. Brad. Oh, yeah. He, he plays Brad. He's Brad. Fucking love Brad. All right. Let's see a trailer. Let's see if they say anything. Oh, he's Theory or Terry. <laughs> his name is uh they're not oh what if i just like do pronunciation <laughs> i don't think this is a normal name <laughs> let's try it okay theory <laughs> oh here we go let me theory say it because it's french and i only i took like four years of french in high school but goddamn was i horrible at it it's like terry <laughs> it sounds like terry but in like with a french accent so it, it might is it's pretty terry. It sounds like it it might be terry yeah we could just call him terry and just if we're wrong then just fuck it all right so Terry's wife, Zandali, married the poet he once was. Taking over his dad's company in New Orleans gives him stress and impotence. Terry meets his high school buddy, Johnny, at a bachelor party. The painter, Johnny, can satisfy Zandali. <laughs> How much oh. you want to bet Nick Cage is Johnny? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course he is. He can satisfy her. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, a comment says, if you like nudity, I mean, if you really, really like nudity, this is one of the more frank nudist films I've seen. Yes. <laughs> Titties for days. Maybe we'll even see a shot of Nick Cage's base. I kind of hope that there is a chance that we'll see his dong in one of these movies. You know, I don't actually want to see a dong, but I would see Nick's dong. <laughs> I I mean if you're if you have to see one like that would be the one worst scene so that would be pretty iconic I mean <laughs> I mean like but you think would we would be... you think we'd know if his dong was yeah. out at some point exactly so I mean because we got pretty close in the there's one film that we watched was it well, it was Valley Rumble Girl, maybe Rumble Fish was it. When he tucked and rolled? Oh, yeah, 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 that's, that's right, that was Rumble. Because that was the one your parents watched with you, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Was that? Yes, it was, because your dad was quoting the movie later (laughs) and not realizing it. (laughs) That's right. Oh, God. Freaking Rick. (laughs) Oh, but, um, all right, cool. So, I mean, it's. Oh, and it's described as um, drama, romance, thriller. Ooh. So we'll see. 
I'm four point four stars. Oh, I know it's it sounds yeah. Well, I mean it sounds better than what we had to deal with in these past two. So I mean at least we know Nick will be in this one. Ugh, yeah, for real. So fuck. I'm excited to get some more a- cage action back in my life because yeah, going forty minute fifty minutes almost without him was hard. So. It was, <laughs> and just. Not knowing what was going on, not knowing what to, like, take Ugh. notes on, how to take notes I on know. that. I was like, I'm not yeah, gonna, but... I didn't pay attention to the music either. I kind of, like, got the, I listened to, like, the first few lines to get the gist of the song. Yep. And then I was like, okay, yep. now I gotta pay attention to everything else that's happening. Exactly. So, yeah, we had a, we had a similar strategy, just power through. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just get what we need to and then move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet dreams, you nasty little heartbreakers. <laughs> Click.